Thanks for listening to the Youthology Podcast with Jeff Grinnell. Be sure to check out all of our available resources on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or online at youthology.com. Now, let's jump into the podcast. Jeff Grinnell as he hops on live to the Youth Insta. What up, General? Let's go. Ah, what's up? Hey, I saw the... I saw the coffee thing, dude. I'm not a coffee dude. Me neither. No. Me neither. No. I, I mean, out of respect, I don't even have a coffee cup here today because I know you and I are more of like the, <laughs> the water bottle guy. Usually I put some Arnold Palmer in the coffee cup, you know, just for show. Or like today now in uh, almost May, hot chocolate in Minnesota. I, I can't. When I tell my friends from Texas that we just got rid of snow like two weeks ago, yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> so, hey, what's your go-to rainy day activity? So, like, I know right now you have a ton of projects on your plate. What's your solid Jeff Grinnell hack go-to rainy day activity? Well, today, talking to these teenagers and leaders, that's that's the blast. I mean, I'm really looking forward to this. But one of the things that I love to do uh, when I first wake up is to catch a podcast or watch a YouTube, okay? Now, uh, when I'm finished with that, then I do like a, a brunch, okay? And it's always yogurt and peanuts. Oh, yeah. Like, I wish I had it with me right now and I could show it to you. But it's crazy, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a brunch guy, not like an early breakfast guy, so. <clears throat> All right, man. Well, listen, I, I, we'll see if yogurt sales go up after this. They will. For our students, right? Well, hey, um, Jeff, we love having you here. And for those of you that just hopped in on, we got Pastor Jeff Grinnell. He's a great friend of Emmanuel Youth. And like I said earlier, there was a moment a lot of people, Pastor Jeff, I still hear bring up is when you spoke at summer camp. That was a tipping point moment for our group and the summer camp moments and things like that. Like I've literally heard since I go, every time I see a picture of Jeff, I just start to cry because I remember what God did at camp. And so um, one of the questions we just have for you, Jeff, and are so grateful that you're taking time to hang out with us here today. Question we have for you, how do we continue to keep our faith fresh while we're in quarantine? Yeah, great. Those were great memories, man. I wish we could go back and spend a bunch of time talking about that weekend at camp, man. Um, I do love this church. I love these students. You know, I think the when you look at what's going on with this quarantine right now, you, a lot of the students are going to draw on the great youth ministry that they've had, you know, up until this this moment. But there are a lot of students who don't draw on that because they haven't been involved. And maybe this is an avenue doing these, um, you, this uh, online stuff and all these different platforms. This is an avenue for new students. I was talking to a youth pastor uh, maybe two weeks ago who said, I could not reach my gamers. And now he's reaching his gamers like crazy because they're all online and he's, got it, he's online now. So, you know, and there are more stories like that, too. Uh, we don't have to worry about sports right now and kids, not sh- athletes not showing up. Right. So that's that's a that's a positive. And I think that um, because of this new way of doing things, it's going to be so much easier now. Um, this is not going to replace what we do. This is not going to replace the, the relational uh, presence, capital that we've built up for, you know, forever. 
Um, but I think it's going to give us another avenue to reach people, uh, especially if we continue to do recording for our youth ministries and all of that. Now our students can go home and, or if they've missed at home and they can catch it while they're doing their homework that night or the next day or, you know, whatever. So they have, to, they have this uh, extra avenue to, to get involved with youth ministry. So I think that's the first thing that this is going to be, this is a longevity thing, man. This is, you know, second, this is not going to change the way we do youth ministry in a lot of ways. And I, I've heard some people saying that, and I've done a ton of research on this and talked to a lot of youth pastors who've gone through similar things. So let me give you, let me give the students like a uh, kind of a, a comparison here. Uh, what are the other high marks or the, 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 iconic events that took place in the millennial group was 9-11. Most of our Gen Z have, have, they've heard about it, but they didn't, they didn't go through it, right? So um, what did that look like? How did that change everything? And then you could maybe look at the 2008-2009 economic crisis, which some of these, you know, the Gen Z remember that and how that impacted their families, but it didn't impact everybody like this global event and like 9-11 did. So if you look at the research in uh, 9-11 from September to March, okay, just September to March, the uh, attendance in our churches skyrocketed. And you can, you can Google this, you can read this. It'd be a great read today, by the way. And how everything was like on this rise, this plateau, huge plateau. You can see all, this, all the specific percentages and all of that right there. Then middle of March, Everything went right back down to normal. After what, five months? Everything went right back down to normal. So I, listen, I'm not saying, I'm not prophesying that this is gonna happen and I don't want it to happen. We're, we don't want to see that happen, right? But we, we're, we're, it's human nature. And history doesn't change human nature. Trans, Christ and transformation changes human nature. So what we're doing now is gonna be critical to see how long this lasts. Now, I, do, I get it. This is going to last a little longer than 9-11's impact in some ways, only in some ways with like lifestyle changes. But a lot of things that we did, you know, post 9-11 have changed too. So, the, you know, uh, the deaths have passed. I, I, get, I understand all of that. But just as a comparison, what, this is not necessarily going to make us more spiritual unless we're doing something about it. We have to be intentional, you, you know. So that would be the second thing, the comparison of maybe another iconic moment like this. Um, what I would like to say to all of the students who are maybe going through something like this right now is don't waste this moment because you don't want to have to have another 9-11. You don't want to have to have another corn teenager, <laughs> if you know what I mean, you know, the whole quarantine thing. So the, what, what I would do is just stress that not to waste the time, that we come out of this time better than we came into this time, okay? Yeah, and then three, uh, as far as like increasing the impact of this moment right now for teenagers, if they can win their bedroom, they can win the world. And right now they're spending a ton of time in their bedroom. And I've seen statistics, man, I have seen statistics right now that are, uh, showing porn, pornography going through the roof, man. Like um, one, of the, one of the articles that I read, it was talking about how 
this is this is going to fund the pornography sites like we've never seen before because of the privacy because of the lack of uh you, you know in some ways even though our students are home they still don't have that relationship, you know, with a with a parent. Not all of us, not all of them do. So they're, they're, they have all this free time. And so I would just encourage teenagers to win the bedroom because if you win the bedroom, um, and you then you win the globe. So how do you turn your bedroom into a prayer room? You know, that's that's what I like to talk about. One of my one of my key messages in in the summer times with teenagers on the last night of camp is. How do we turn our bedrooms into prayer rooms? And, and, and one, of the, one of the things that I think will help is for students to understand that um, everything that they've been taught by youth leaders, all of the series, all of these moments, all of the things that they've been taught at, at the church uh, are, are now able to be put into practice at home. Because if they can understand more miracles took place outside of the temple and in the marketplace in the New Testament, if they could just understand that simple little thought, more miracles took place outside of the temple, out today, outside of the church, okay? This is the way it's supposed to be. This is almost like a reminder to these kids. God is as alive in your bedroom as he is at church, you know, when the music's playing. So just winning the bedroom. So that's that's that first thought. The second way that they win their bedroom is to set a specific time, especially now, set a specific time that uh, reminds them, that wakes them up, that gets them back to their devo. Um, I like to say it this way. We need to have more devotion than devotions. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we say, okay, I read a scripture and I listened to a worship song. I'm just going to leave God all day and I'll see you tomorrow, you know, tomorrow morning. But at a time like this, students need to take like two or three times throughout the day of 15 minutes or 10 minutes. And, and you, you know, maybe a theme each day. So every Monday, pray for yourself. Every Tuesday, pray for the world. Every Wednesday, pray for youth ministries and your youth pastor. And every Thursday, pray for your friends. Every Friday, pray for uh, your family. You know, that, that I just walk through my schedule. That's what I do every week. And then on the weekends, whatever event I'm going to. Um, so I, I would say to set a specific time so that you run your day and your day doesn't run you. You know, that kind of thought. And, um, and then also, uh, uh, worship, man. This, I can tell you, especially knowing you, our students, especially at Emmanuel, how uh, gifted the worship is around that place and, and the emphasis, okay? Not just the giftedness and the talentedness, but the emphasis of it, okay? These, these students at Emmanuel, they understand this. So what I would challenge them to do is to create greater moments in their worship alone than they are used to in the corporate setting. I, I can... I can tell you the two greatest moments of my life in worship took place when nobody else was around. I can, t- I can walk you back to those moments right now. We don't have a lot of time to do that because this is a quick hit, but I can walk you back to those two moments and those two moments, are, I've been in Emmanuel. I, I've been in uh, United in Hills. I've been in um, Bethel. I, I've seen some of the in- most incredible worship on the planet. I've been in that setting, but nothing 
compares to those two moments, you know, uh, with God. So I would say to uh, create those moments of worship that these students will never forget. You can, they'll never be able to forget the moment that night, you know, when they were listening to something live or they're watching a YouTube uh, worship video, you know, or whatever. Because I hear people say things like, well, it's not the same and I can't wait to get back with the body. Listen, I can't wait either, man. There's nothing like the sense. There's nothing like the presence. You know that. And you've seen the memes, man, of like what it's going to be like the first time back when we're like, mm, you know, whatever. And it's like, ah, that's all great. But I want these students to learn how to build these moments alone when nobody else is around. And that's so easy to do with just a little bit of discipline, a little bit of time. They, they can do that, you know. And then finally, um, groups. Get into, and I know that there's a lot of Zoom rooms, you know, that we're doing. And you can break these down. Even like what you and I are doing right now. We could pray together right now, Phil. You know, before this thing's over, I'm sure we will, whatever. So it's so easy for them to just get a few of their friends on and uh, have a worship moment together or read a scripture together. Because that will encourage them in a way. It's that whole togetherness, you know that um, they can't get right now in the public setting, you know. Um, and then outside of the rooms, let me say one more thing on that too. That's winning your bedroom. This is a great opportunity right now for students to minister to their home. To like, I, I've, been telling, I've been telling youth pastors to get your students to not just do their devotions in the bedroom where there's unbelieving parents out in the kitchen or the front room. Well, you know what I'm saying? Go out there, sit in a chair right next to where dad is doing his work, right, right where mom is, you know, is maybe cooking and prepping for dinner, and read your Bible at the table right next to them so they can see that. Um, turn some worship on. Maybe at night before you all go into family movie night, if they spend that time together, just say, hey, I want to read the scripture I read this morning. This is such a great way for teenagers who are believers to redeem their family, you know. And I would just flip that to parents too, Phil. I would flip that to parents. We did a parent session a few weeks ago with, with about 10 or 12 youth pastors on ideas that parents, maybe parents have unbelieving children, right? Yeah. Wow, what an opportunity for parents to uh, pastor their home right now. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to get another chance like this. So, yeah. Dude, that's so good. And uh, I really, I think what stood out to me too is just what you shared as you began to unpack some of those thoughts of don't waste this moment. No. Don't miss the chance to have this additional time uh, just to invest in your relationship with God. And I love just even the challenge that you laid out. Like, hey, let's be better coming out of this than when we went right. into this. And I mean, what does that even look like too, just as we begin to roll yeah. that out into a summer when community begins to become a possible thing, right? That we, there's an overflow that we're operating out of, that you were alluding to. And I think even for our graduating Good. seniors, that's such a key habit, uh, General, that you were sharing of like, let's turn our, our bedrooms into prayer rooms, because that habit translates to the campus, correct? So good. Yeah, you know what? To be honest, right now, one of the greatest ways that we can impact the campus as youth ministries right now is to build uh, campus missionaries right now. You know, they are getting so much, okay, this could be such a great opportunity for them to get so much time with God. So that's why I say don't, not wasting this, you know. Like, to be honest, if these students would redeem their social media right now, it would take their life to another level. Because 
and and I and I realized that a lot of the usage is not it is up, but a lot of the engagement is not. I don't know if you've seen that. Some of the studies have shown that students are on more, and and you can just look at their uh, usage time on their phones, but engagement is not. Engagement hasn't gone through the roof. Likes aren't increasing. Uh, follows aren't increasing necessarily. People are just scrolling more because they're busy and they're trying to get everything in. You know what I mean? It's just like, I got to see everything, you know, every hour. So don't get discouraged with that, but helping teens redeem that by posting youth ministry stuff or posting a verse of, you know, every Friday. I, I, what I try to do is tell, st- tell students, redeem your social media every Friday. Use your social media for God all day on Friday, you know, right before the weekend to slow down the parties or whatever, you know. So, um, I, but that whole campus thing, that, I love that you touched on that, and I know that's the passion of this youth ministry, but I think one of the, one of the key things that we do to have successful campus outreach is to create campus missionaries. You know, if the youth ministry is not talking about it, then we're not going to have kids who have a passion for it. Like, you know, the excuse is always, I hear youth pastors say things like, man, my campus is closed and whatever. There's no such thing as a closed campus in America. I realize the youth pastor before you may have stood on the table with pizza and preached in the lunchroom, and now you can't go back in. But your students, your students have to go back in. So if we prepare students, right, then we send campus missionaries in so, so anyway, this depth right now uh, could really be the, maybe the next step in unleashing these disciples into the public school setting because of the time they're spending with God right now. The devotion, not just the devotions, you know. That's so good. And I think, uh, and you didn't, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but this is such a great encouragement because there was uh, several students that have hopped on that I've seen come in and out that are still leading their school's Bible study. Awesome. I've heard that. And so it's been really cool to see, yep. as you said, that devotion yep. uh, to continue to reach. And um, I was talking to a student last week and they were sharing that their Bible study is actually double because Dude, online. that's great. And, and so it's cool to see, and, and I would encourage you that if you're watching it, or for those of you that are re-watching, share this with some of your friends. Share some, this with some of those that are like, man, I just feel like I'm hitting a wall in my faith journey. Man, I just kind of don't know how I can continue to reach um, my friends. I don't know how I can continue to connect with those people that I were wanting to connect yeah, yeah, yeah. on the campus. And so I would encourage you guys, please share this video with them. Please share this um, just uh, with people that just you know that need an additional uh, a shot of encouragement, if you will, here today. And if you guys could share some love in the comment section again for Pastor Jeff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The yogurt and all that stuff and uh, some special projects. I'm not going to put it out there, but you will see some uh, some special stuff coming out from Pastor Jeff here within the next year that we're really yeah excited. Can I hit that? Let me hit that real quick, Phil. Um, Phil's alluding to a book that I that I've finished on sexuality, and uh, I'm so excited for it. It's going to be very edgy. Uh, um, right now, it, the, yeah. The, so there's some titles being uh, thrown out and stuff, and but it, it will release the end of the year um, with Whitaker House. But you'll be able to find it wherever you find books. It'll be in all the bookstores and all that. So I'm, I am excited about that. I think it's going to help this generation with the whole uh, sexuality issue. And who does not want to talk about sex? So, yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to be an awesome, awesome reading. We cannot wait for that to drop. And so, Pastor Jeff, thanks again. Love you.
Of course. Virtually thank you for just, uh, just the consistency that you bring to everything you do. We love you, General. I know that. I've, I appreciate it and I feel it. Love you, Manuel Peeps.